taking over the world. Nerds, we're gonna steal you, girl. And you better listen up close if you wanna serve up the nerd apocalypse. Nerds. I'm very excited for the Twilight movie, the last one. I'm sad because it's going to be the last one. There's going to be no more. And then you can't make fun of your wife for liking it anymore? Yeah. Well, no, I'll find something else. You know what I liked better than Twilight? That uh, bad lip reading. The bad lip reading Twilight. Oh, that was, that was great. Slap the fish. <laughs> That was hilarious. I watched that three times in one day. Every time I watched it, I laughed so hard I cried. Yeah, I loved the one. He's like, that's my most asbestos creation. Yeah. Adam's got a good point, though. My endoscopy video uh, had a better plot than Twilight. <laughs> it's a better love story, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little scary. And my gallbladder could display more emotions than uh, <laughs> Kristen Stewart. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to the season premiere of Season 2 of the Super Uber Kick-Ass Nerdcast. I'm the host for the evening, Chris Too Fast Daily. With me, as always, are Adam Too Furious Forsgren. <laughs> Ken Too Smooth Stevens. Smooth like butter. <laughs> and Ryan Tootie Fruity Atwood. Wop-bop-a-loo-bop-a-wop-bam-boom. <laughs> our partner in crime, Pete Too Short Nixon, has been frozen in carbonite, and we're on our way to rescue him from Jabba the Hut. Hang in there, buddy. We're on the way. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. And I have a thermal detonator. Wait, does that make you Leia? <laughs> oh, I hope so. I need to lose some weight. Are you going to be a slave Leia? Because that's just wrong. <laughs> no, no. I've seen guys hairier than him dressed as slave Leia. What the heck are you doing looking at hair dressed as slave Leia? <laughs> I was looking through Comic-Con pictures. Sure you were. I swear, <laughs> Chinese porn never entered the equation. <laughs> you imagined it. <laughs> You can't unimagine it. Yeah. What's sad about that, Ken, is since you did it away from Comic Con, it doesn't stay at Comic Con. So now That's everybody's true. gonna know. And now That's everyone true. who listens is gonna know that Ken is obsessed with hairy dudes that look like slave. <laughs> All four of them. Does that mean I am obsessed with myself? <laughs> I knew I felt the disturbance in the force. <laughs> I certainly felt some sort of disturbance. It was the burritos. <laughs> they got left out in the sun too long. <laughs> There's a big bee out there. Disrito <laughs> <laughs> <Sweet toe> burrito. <laughs> uh, All right. So, as the few of you who li actually listen to our show may have noticed, there's been quite a large gap in in our regular recording schedule. I'm sorry. I, we're not going to point fingers. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're hey, not going to point fingers. We get summer names. vacation. <laughs> Ryan, <clears throat> we can just say we had a summer vacation. Yes, Ken, that's a good way to put it. What was that damn Sasquatch? <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to share with you, all four of you, <laughs> what we did on our summer vacation. Did we pick up some new listeners? <laughs> I heard they're playing us in, in Gitmo to torture inmates. Oh, man, that's no good. <laughs> hey, at least we're popular, kind of, sort of. Okay, so, Ryan, on your summer vacation, what did you do? Um, I watched a lot of TV. <laughs> Busted. Um, I went to my first rodeo. That was interesting. <laughs> Tell the shiny story at the rodeo. Okay, yeah, so so I was at the rodeo, and, you know, 
nerds really are taking over the world, as some song I heard was. We're not really going to steal your girl, though. Speak for yourself, married dude. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. None of us are stealing anybody's girl. <laughs> we might try. So, I'm at the rodeo, last place you would expect to run into fellow nerds, and I go down to buy a burger, and I get the burger, and I'm putting the fixins on, and the guy that was standing next to me was looking for the onions or something, and I pointed them out to him, and he goes, oh, shiny, and my brother goes, what? (laughs) This guy just said shiny at a rodeo, and I'm like, uh, did you just say shiny, and he goes, yeah, and I go, is that referencing anything, and he's like, well, and you can kind of tell that his brain's going through the same thing mine is, where he's like, oh, no, I just got caught being a nerd at a rodeo. I just got outed. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that I'm going to go get some cowboys and we're going to lasso him up. Going to get the jock mafia and come and give him a wedgie. Yeah. And so he's like, well, for those who are familiar with the works of Mr. Joss Whedon. Outed him even more just by phrasing it that way. (laughs) And I don't let him continue because I just start singing, take my load, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. That's awesome. And he's like, yeah. And so then I had to tell him the story of how I met Mr. Joss Whedon because, well, I tell that story all the damn time. (laughs) But then also, further evidence that nerds are even now occupying the rodeo movement. Go back up, sitting there watching the rodeo, and they get to the bulls, right? And they're naming off the bulls, and I don't remember what the bulls' names are, but they're all what you would expect the bulls to be named. And then suddenly, one is named Blade Runner. I, thought, I didn't know there was a lot of Philip K. Dick fans amongst friends, but apparently there is. He say you bread runner. Tell him I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite exchange from that movie. Overall, it was actually a lot of fun. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't think it would be something I would enjoy, and honestly, I really did. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Cool. <laughs> Yeehaw! Yikes. Too scary. What's the girl cowboy doll from Toy Story? Because that's what you just sounded like. (laughs) (laughs) Get the yodeling cowgirl? Yep. (laughs) This is not like the old prospector. (laughs) You really are, Stinky Pete. My biscuits are burning. (laughs) All right, well, Adam, what did you do on summer vacation? Well, um... I did about the same thing as Ryan without the rodeo, and I sat around, watched a lot of TV, tried to write a book in June, got too depressed to do anything with it, so that didn't work. The big thing is that I took a road trip to Chicago with some friends. Yeah. Which sounded awesome, by the way. It's true. I'm really excited to hear about it. Better than my trip to Chicago. It was pretty amazing. Went through a whole bunch of states I'd never seen before. I'm a pretty big football fan, and so one of the nights we were there, I went and poked around Soldier Field. Oh, that's cool. That's where the Bears play, and... It's pretty cool because it's right down on the water by the lake. I think it's Lake Michigan. Like, I'm walking around, and there's just, like, this feeling permeating everything, just, like, sort of gravitas and history, like, all this important stuff went down there. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this is exactly how I feel when I go to Salt Lake and walk around the temple. It was the spirit of Ditka. <laughs> but Ditka's not dead yet. That's just how powerful his spirit is. <laughs> I'd say Red Grange because he was known as the Gallopin' Ghost, but I'm not sure he played for the Bears. Love Grange, isn't that his easy top song? Yeah. Love Grange, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. 
Blues. We went to House of Blues one night. That was pretty cool. I hate you. Yeah, I know. You know, I passed by House of Blues, so I'm glad somebody got to go in. I was walking because I was going in to get a table, and they were going to park the car, and some guy tried to scout me tickets to the show that night. Like, they have, like, an actual, like, concert hall, and then they have, like, a place where you go eat, and there's a band that plays. And the show in the concert hall was some Lady Gaga impersonator, and dude's like, Ew. I'll give you these tickets for, for 20 bucks. I'm like, dude, you couldn't pay me 20 bucks to take those tickets. <laughs> Which, from what your blog sounded like, the house band was much better anyway. Oh, yeah, the band was the Lefty Collins band, and they played some pretty good rock and blues. I think I've heard of them. Yeah, guys won some blues competitions back over there. And if you have Spotify, one of their albums is actually on Spotify, so you can look it up and play it. But the most vivid memory that I have from the trip... Um, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to use this for the show, but I have to tell it anyways. My buddy that I went with, his wife was friends with this chick that was the sister of this lady that owns a cupcake bakery called Phoebe Cakes. And I guess they're like a big deal there. You know, they're pretty famous. And she wanted to go find it and talk to Phoebe and stuff like that. So we're driving around downtown, and the streets in Chicago are, like, laid out all funky. I heard it's, like, because of the railroad and stuff. But it's all, like, you come to an intersection, and there's, like, five different streets that come to the same intersection. And we kind of got lost. And we're driving around looking for this place. And we drive past these two big light poles that have, like, these rainbow-colored rings around the bottom of them. And I'm like, uh, I don't think we're in a very good neighborhood. At least not if you're, like, of the hetero persuasion. And... And we stop at this stoplight, and I'm looking over, and on one side of the street, there's this actually kind of hot-looking Marilyn Monroe, and then it starts talking. It's like, hey, guys, we got to go get some beer. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, I don't need to look over there anymore. And I look over. On the other side of the street, there's this club, and there's a dude standing up in the club window with his pants pulled down, like, around his, you know, that V part on a man, like, when you're in good shape. That's right before your crotch. Nope, I have no idea what anything in good shape looks like. <laughs> I've heard of you missed. <laughs> Mine looks like a U. <laughs> I think I saw it in a comic book once, but that was drawn by Liefeld, so we can't trust it. <laughs> well, mine looks like Beggar's Canyon, so... <laughs> but anyways, he's got his pants all pulled down, and he's leaning up against the window, he's got his ass sticking out, and there are two dudes behind him, like, just sitting there, like, grinning maniacally and staring at this dude's ass, and the guy starts humping the window, and... To borrow a phrase from Firefly, that must be what going mad feels like. (laughs) I'm fine with that as long as the window was consenting. (laughs) (laughs) It probably got a little bit uncomfortable for him. The funniest part of that is your reaction to Marilyn Monroe, dude. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some like it hot. (laughs) Great googly moogly. He's a man, but nobody's perfect. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't like a feeling of being offended or anything. It's just like reality has kind of like slipped, and now you're not sure you're in the universe you thought you were a part of. Not sure we're in Kansas anymore, Toto. We weren't. They don't do that shit in Kansas. <laughs> I drove through Kansas. It was nothing but dead corn. <laughs> Was that Nebraska? No, it wasn't. That was Nebraska. I still haven't been to Kansas. I think it's probably about the same. Yeah, probably. I've been to Kansas. They don't put on a very good show. <laughs> I like carry on my wayward son. <laughs> Anyways, that that was the trip. It was a lot of fun. Towards the end of it, it got kind of painful because I was sitting in the back of their car for it was like a twenty-three hour drive. Yikes! So he started cramping up, and I actually think that's what contributed to my tendonitis that I had for like the whole month after I got back. But it was worth it. Oh, and I had the greatest pizza in the world, and now every pizza I eat here will just be a disappointment. A hot circle of garbage. <laughs> Maybe that's what, what my biggest disappointment in my summer movie should be. Eating pizza? Eating pizza here that isn't as good 
is the pizza there. Mm. You can get a freeze-dried and sent here, but, I mean, it's probably like the frozen White Castle burgers that you can get at Walmart. It's just not the same. It might be. You never know. It's like they, they freeze the soul out of it or something. Oh, I went to White Castle, too. It's pretty funny. It's like we drove 1,500 miles to eat at White Castle so Harold and Kumar can suck it. <laughs> Anyways, that was my summer. Uh, my summer vacation, two kind of big things. Uh, first thing was uh, my Facebook hiatus or my social media hiatus except for Twitter because I use that to get most of my news every day, so I couldn't just off Twitter. Plus, it's a little bit different. But it's not as interactive as Facebook, so there's not as many people posting stupid crap all the time. It was uh, definitely interesting to see how much I was using Facebook. Like most people in America, it was almost like, ah, I was addicted. Like, ah, I gotta have Facebook. Ah, I'm gonna go crazy without checking what happened. It's been three minutes since I last checked what my friends were doing. I gotta see if anything's different. I'm on Facebook right now. Yeah, so I. But it, you come to realize that, you know, once you get past the whole, I don't even know what's happening in my friends' lives every every five minutes. It's not really that big of a deal. And it doesn't matter, you know, like what games you're playing. It doesn't matter if you're the top scorer of the week or whatever. It's just nice to disconnect and remember what life was like before. We all were mindless drones to, to Mark Zuckerberg and actually have like an actual genuine conversation with somebody. Because there's been, there were people I was able to reconnect with. And you could tell who your real friends were because, you know, I made several mentions that you want to talk to me. There's all these other avenues that people can still talk to me without using Facebook. And I know who my true friends are because if they really wanted to talk to me, they would either try and reach out to me through one of these other avenues or they would just talk to me in person. So that was kind of cool. To I was going to say, I didn't take any of those avenues. Well, no, I still, I still, <laughs> talk, I still talk to you guys through Messenger yeah, quite a bit. But then, like, like with you, I see you pretty much every day. So I was able to still talk to you face-to-face. And with Facebook, that takes out a lot of that because I read an article once this girl was cutting out Facebook because she had happened to post a little blurb of something that happened in her life and when she wanted to talk to her friend more about it she's like oh I read that on Facebook already and her friend was just like done didn't want to talk about it but she really wanted to unload some stuff but her friend was like oh I read it on Facebook already so it's like Facebook I felt yeah. taken like the personal connection that you have with people out of out of things. I get your point and I think there's definitely validity to that point but at the same time I think that girl's problem wasn't necessarily that she was posting on Facebook too much I think she needs to look at the quality of her friends. Well, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that she was posting on Facebook too much. It's that she would post something on Facebook, and then when she'd want to go talk to someone in more depth about it, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we already saw that that was your feeling or your opinion or whatever. And it really had nothing to do with the quality of your friends. It's just that, you know, people people think they know everything about someone just because they based on someone's Facebook status. You can't just take someone's Facebook status and assume you know everything about that situation. There's going to be so much more behind that. Yeah, that's kind of my point, though, is that the problem wasn't necessarily that Facebook. It was that friend who went, oh, I already read about your, your problem on Facebook. Well, yeah. I don't need to actually yeah. be your friend in real life. I get that, too. But I don't know. I thought it was a cool thing to try. It was kind of like a free experience really just to know like if you want to know what's happening in your friend's life you know shoot them a text message or email them or call them or whatever or go to their house and talk to them you don't just look on Facebook to see how your friend is doing I don't know I suggest everyone should try it at least once once September 1st hit I went back into Facebook and kind of just went back through everything I had missed it only let me go to August 15th I'm not really sure why but I noticed from what I saw between August 15th August 31st is I didn't really miss anything that explains why you weren't there for me with all that crap I went through on August 14th shut up (laughs) It's a feeling that's really hard to explain when I say the freeing feeling, just to not be tied down to Facebook and have to constantly check every couple minutes what's happening in your friends' lives. How can you tell someone to like us on Facebook if you're not even on Facebook? Because... 
I just can't. <laughs> and I went off on that tangent way too long. So this last one I'm going to make really quick. Back in June, I canceled my cable and I've been going strictly through Netflix. And that's been the best decision I've ever made ever because Netflix is awesome. You get pretty much everything you were getting on cable with Netflix. Yeah, I haven't had cable in about 10 years. Plus more, and it's awesome. Plus I found one of the coolest new shows. Not really new, but The Guild. If you haven't seen it, it's new to you. That's right. <laughs> Heard people talk about the guild for a really, really long time. I decided to finally pick it up and watch it, and that show is amazing. Felicia Day is awesome. The guy who plays this character named Zabu, his name's Sandeep. He is awesome. He's hilarious. <sighs> that dude I, bugged me. That dude is awesome. Because <laughs> the cool thing is, on you can watch them on YouTube, but they have them all split up into like their each individual episodes. But if you go on Netflix, they take every single episode of that season and combine it into like an hour-long episode. So it's kind of cool. Anytime I need background noise or anytime I just need something funny to watch, I'll just throw on whatever season's next up in queue on Netflix and just watch it. I think I've watched it so many times now that I think I can almost recite the whole thing word for word, but can't wait till season six starts, which should be any time really. But yeah, I had an adventure with Netflix. Oh, and I watched... Uh, with Great Power, the Stan Lee story. That was a freaking awesome movie, too. Very Is that on Netflix? Yeah. It is. I will have very, to check that out. Very inspiring movie. It's it's kind of like a mini autobiography about Stan. and kind of goes in a lot of detail about creation of Marvel and just what Stan did and a lot of insight into Stan's life that maybe you might not have already known, but... It was dang cool, and it was really, really inspiring to to a writer like myself or a wannabe writer like myself. Yeah, I tried to watch with great power the other night, but I don't want to renew my Netflix right now. Because I'm broke! <laughs> I'm not rich, biatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pa, Kenny! All right, that's, that was my summer vacation. What about you, Ken? How did you spend your summer vacation? Not to bring anybody down, but I, I got laid off. Which actually turned out to be a good thing. We had a lot of money saved, so it wasn't like we got, you know, hurt on missing any bills or house payments. That's good to know. I did kind of have a, a part-time job. They they laid me off and then offered me a part-time job. That's cool. To, to kind of make up for it. Um, but it kind of corresponded with the same time I got a PlayStation 3 from my father-in-law. So... I put that time to good use. I played a lot with my kids, and then I played Arkham Asylum in record time. For me, anyway. I just started Arkham City last night. That game is freaking awesome. I'm quite a ways through Arkham City uh, because of it. Uh, you know, caught up on a lot of stuff, shows and stuff that, you know, finished Castle Season 2, bought Castle Season 3. Uh, eventually, by the end of summer, I got my job back and... Uh, Hooray! More money. <laughs> they hired me back for more money. So, yeah, it, it turned out to be good. I, you know, I had a lot of fun and didn't do a whole lot other than catch up on playing video games and reconnect with my family and my wife, and it was kind of nice. Didn't have to spend all day at work. That was kind of cool about my Facebook hiatus. Instead of Facebooking, I was spending time with my daughter, and that was... I definitely know that family reconnection. That was very cool. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, that reminds me. Our cliffhanger for the end of season one was Ken was hurt, and we were wondering if he'd even be here for this episode. <laughs> so, we gotta, we gotta let everyone know. How are you feeling, dude? Um, good. Yeah, they put me on antibiotics and pain medication. I won't go into what it was because it's it's kind of a it was a boo boo yeah it was uh, it's kind of a sensitive issue in a sensitive area. <laughs> I was just gonna say bad boo, but if you want to get that in depth, then okay. <laughs> that's that's about as in depth as I'm going. You so. haven't heard the episode you weren't on yet. What we told the fans <laughs> is that you had a problem that you uh, what was it had an overdose of awesome. Well, that's a sensitive area. 
people don't like people that overdose on awesome. <laughs> you had an overdose of awesome, and it was starting to leak out. That was the yeah. Thing. You were leaking awesome. We decided that every good season finale has to have a cliffhanger, so that was our cliffhanger. If you'll be back for this episode, and- will Ken return for the next episode? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Who will pick up his awesome? If not, yeah. Surprise! Ken's here. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot. Ruin it. Damn it. I can move it around. I should be fighting. I won't, but I could. <laughs> I thought it was like my second week back to work, and it was not fun to. I mean, I, I they put me in the op center, which wasn't due to being hurt, um, but even just sitting there and shifting around it hurt, and and so yeah, it was not fun. And I got home that Thursday, and my wife was like, "You're going to the hospital, or you're going to the doctor's." I'm like, oh, "Okay." You know, bent, I was bent over the hood of the car, you know, in pain. My wife's like, you're going to the doctor's. I'm like, I'm good with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll that go, was... I'll go if you can get me off the hood of the car. Yeah, the, do- the doctor's <laughs> wasn't fun either. So. What were you doing on the hood of the car? Did you have Tony Katang disease? <laughs> that only works on Jaguars. I, uh, I was walking <laughs> around the car to get in, and uh... pain hit me, and I slumped over. On, on the hood of the car, and that's when my wife's like, you know, we were, I can't even remember, I think we're just going to Walmart, and my wife's like, we're going to the doctors. You would think by now Walmart would have a doctor too, but <laughs> I have everything else. Exactly. Yeah, I have this theory that in the future, there'll just be Walmart. You'll go to Walmart, and then all the other stores will be around the, the perimeter, like the subway is now. It's true. The doctor will be there, and like, insurance company, and... In the future, all restaurants will be Taco Bell. Yeah. Like, wedding chapel... <laughs> yeah, you get married at Walmart in the drive-thru. That would be sweet. <laughs> get married and get your pictures developed and get your prescriptions. I was really disappointed to learn from my LDS friends that the uh, Vegas temple you know, does not have, like, drive through ceilings. <laughs> <laughs> Nor apparently does it have a neon Moroni. Well, if you have drive through ceilings, then it's going to be really crappy when it rains. Dude, don't you know that Moroni's made out of chocolate? <laughs> what? <laughs> I learned that on my mission. There's chocolate in that thing? All right, I'm 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 converting. All right, so, summer movie retrospective. The best movies you saw this summer, the movies that surprised you, that were better than you thought they were going to be, and the biggest disappointments. Ryan, we're going to start with you. Okay, so, for best movie of the summer... Uh, first I put Avengers. Big surprise there. All right. I mean, I'm really going against the flow there. They made an Avengers movie? Yeah, you know, like, uh, John Steed and Emma Peel. Yeah. Yeah, Adam Thurman in it. Yeah. And Sean Connery. (laughs) That movie was awesome. Was Sean Connery in that movie? Yeah, he was the bad guy. Oh. He's like, you will buy your mother from me. (laughs) Sean Connery and Christopher Walken. Mrs. Peel, I want to take off that bow and get to know you better. I I think <laughs> I think you couldn't put John Connery and Christopher Walken in a movie together by law because it it would cause leakages of awesome. No, I think if you put Christopher Walken and um, dang it, I can't remember his name. All of a sudden, Captain Kirk, William Shatner. Yeah, I don't know. Why I can't remember his name. I should really doing podcasts when I'm tired. You're about to get your nerd card revoked. No, Dude, after listening to the podcast today, and then you just doing that, Chris, I think we're working on trying to alienate your dad from watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> We've got one listener, and that's one too many. It's just like one day it's going to be enough enough that he's going to throw down his headphones and be like, damn it, I'm never listening to this show again. <laughs> damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a podcast listener. <laughs> 
Adam and I actually got to hang out with Chris and his dad the other day. It's true. Nice. His dad is just as cool in person as he is on Facebook. He's a pretty mellow dude. I don't doubt it. Um, so, yeah, anyways, um, Avengers. Do I even have to give a reason why? <laughs> because it was freaking Avengers. Um, <laughs> That's good enough reason for me. <laughs> Joss freaking Wheat. End of Your battle. answer is acceptable. Okay. Avengers 3 of the Return of Firefly. <laughs> I saw that. That would cause awesome leakages also. Prohibited by law. Uh, so the other movie I put is Blue Like Jazz, which was limited to like a hundred screens, so no one could see it in the theater. But I got it as soon as it came out on DVD, and it was a fantastic film. It's like this little independent, liberal Christian movie, and uh, it was really, really well-written and well-directed and well-made, and I loved it. It's based on a book I love. If uh, anybody wants to read the book, it's by Donald Miller. If anybody wants to watch the movie, it's called Blue Like Jazz. It was directed by Steve Taylor, who used to be a really controversial Christian singer. He was like the Christian Weird Al, and, uh, and it was awesome. It was awesome. I borrowed it, and had a really good message. Yep. Kind of about how sometimes when people who believe something hurt you, that doesn't mean what they believe is wrong. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It also put me in a position where I'm going to have to not be embarrassed by being the same faith as Mitt Romney, and I'm not sure I like that. <laughs> well, i got to deal with Pat Robertson, so... Oh, that's true. That's about the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, i got to... Oh, Glenn Beck. Damn it! <laughs> I don't know if, like, Mitt at least looks like Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four. Glenn Beck is just fracking crazy. Mitt does kind of look like Reed Richards. I would say maybe like Reed Richards' dad, maybe. <laughs> no, he looks like from the old comics. I think he looks like Guy Smiley from the... From <laughs> 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 nice. Too freaking Shay. Yeah, Ryan's right. That movie is really awesome, and I would recommend it to anybody. You guys also have Gladys Knight. That's true. And uh, um, um, Aaron Eckhart used to be a member. I don't know if he still is. So did Amy Adams. Me, Osmond, I'm going to pimp slap you. <laughs> I was going to say one of the other Osmonds. Uh, all of them. Ozzy Osmond? <laughs> um, <laughs> Jerukdorf? That's a good one. Yeah. All right, so Ryan, what uh, what was your most surprising movie? What movie surprised you? Okay, I put two movies here. The first one I put is Dark Knight Rises, and I'm probably going to get hate mail for putting that as most surprising, but it surprised me, one, because I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, and that's not to say that the Nolan Batman films, which we've talked about this a lot, that's not to say that they're bad. They're just very intense and very dark mm-hmm. and... To some point, I wasn't looking forward to seeing the movie because I didn't want to watch a dark movie. And I was surprised at how fun it was, you know, how not just well-made and well-directed and well, you know, well-written, which I was expecting from a Nolan film, but fun. And there was a lot of adventure, there was a lot of comedy, and I was kind of surprised by that. So that's why I put it here. The second one I put is the three Thanks for the explanation. (laughs) The explanation of what? You said it would kind of surprise me. That's why I put it here. But the whole point of the topic (laughs) is movies that surprise you. You don't don't need to explain. That's why it surprised you. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, moving on. I hate you, Christopher. (laughs) The second one I put is The Three Stooges. And the thing that surprised me about that movie, and that I found surprising... (laughs) Oh, God. No, I'm not... 
I'm not at all a Three Stooges fan of the originals, and I'm not a fan of the Farrelly brothers who directed it. And so you'd think putting those two things together, I wouldn't enjoy it at all. But I actually had quite a fun time watching it. And I don't know, I had kind of a stressing week, so maybe I, at that time I just needed stupidity. The thing that surprises me with all the hate that you have with the Three Stooges, the fact that you even went in the first place. Yeah. That's what gets me. Yeah. I know. It was at the cheap seats. It's like Adam saying, man, I hate Justin Bieber so much, but yet I still bought his CD because I was having a crappy day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guarantee you that would never happen. <laughs> you know what my guilty pleasure is? It's Katy, Katy Perry. Perry. Get it right. Oh, I know. <laughs> but I was really impressed by how well the three guys playing the roles did at channeling uh, the original Stooges. I don't know who the guy was that played Mo, but it was uh, Sean Hayes, uh, who used to be Jack on Will and Grace, was uh, Larry, and then Will Sesso, uh, it was Curly, and they just, like, you're watching it, and they just were those guys, and I thought that was really impressive. He wasn't Jack on Will and Grace, he was just Jack. Just Jack. Yeah, good point. There's also early scenes in it, or with the Stooges as their kids, and the kids were really good at channeling it, and I kept thinking, where did these ten-year-olds, or however old they were, even see Three Stooges. The kid that played Mo is the new young Sean on site. Nice. So I thought, ah, young Mo is young Sean. I actually read something somewhere that, Ken, you probably read this too, where uh, right before the Stooges movie came out, the three guys who played the Stooges were on an episode of Monday Night Raw. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. And uh, Sean Hayes was talking about how embarrassing it was to be on Monday Night Raw and just totally just ripping on the product. And, and CM Punk says, you were embarrassed to be on Monday Night Raw, but you were in the Stooges movie. <laughs> yeah, I read that. Whereas Will Sessa was probably freaking out, because isn't he a wrestling fan? Yeah, he actually was playing Curly dressed up as Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so of that course, was one of his awesome wrestling impressions. And yeah, he used Hogan. to do all sorts of wrestling impressions when he was on Mad TV, right? Yeah, yeah. The Rock was on Mad TV. He was on WCW a couple times. Yeah, with Bret Hart. That was yep. good stuff. Anyway, sorry. But we digress. Oh, I'm yeah, really and bad at interrupting today. Yeah, you are interrupting, cow. I know. I'll shut up. <laughs> Ooh. Um, for biggest disappointment, I actually couldn't think of anything. Honestly, I don't know if I've ever had a movie year before where I liked everything I saw, but I can't think of a movie I really disliked. I mean, Stooges is probably the closest thing because it wasn't really great, but um, <laughs> everything I saw this year was pretty good. There's still some movies I need to see, though. Sweet. And enough about me. All right, Ken. Um, yeah, mine's pretty uh, pretty sparse, just because I don't think I saw a lot of a lot of stuff that I wanted to see. But Avengers definitely was my best one. This kind of goes without saying, like Ryan said. It. You know what can you say about it other than it was awesome? Uh, my most surprising was Amazing Spider-Man. I really didn't have high hopes for it, and I went for a friend's birthday. He, he wanted to go see Spider-Man, and I was actually surprised by it. I, I liked it a lot more than I I thought I would. Um, and I was actually even at the point where I wasn't sure if I even liked it better than the Raimi films, you know, after seeing it a couple more times because wow. Sam's a Spider-Man that's, addict. That's almost a sacrilege, almost. I don't. <laughs> you know, I find that I, I did like the Raimi Spider-Mans a lot better, but it was good. But that's a compliment even to say that it made you think, think about it. Yeah. Second guess. But it's not. But it's good. I, I liked it. Um, my biggest disappointments, probably the ones that I really didn't even want to see, um, I kind of wanted to see This Means War. It looked like it had a funny premise. It turned out to be pure crap. Mm. I really didn't enjoy it at all. There was, I mean, there was some funny stuff between Chris Pine and uh, 
Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, thank you. Um, there was some funny stuff, but in the end, it it really wasn't anything spectacular. Um, and then Puss in Boots. Not that I really had high hopes for that one either, but you know, I thought maybe it'd be all right because I like Antonio Banderas' Puss in Boots, but it wasn't all that great. I saw about 20 minutes of that movie over at a friend's house, and it reminded me why I don't watch kid movies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind kid movies. You know, I got kids, so I kind of have to watch them, and, and I find that there's a lot that are good, but yeah. Puss in Boots was one of those that was like, oh, to begin with, and then my son watches it over and over and over. Oh, that would get old. So I tried to redeem him by actually watching Zorro, <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Banderas. He didn't really take any interest in it. I'm sure it'll come when he's older. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad to hear about This Means Works. I actually thought, you know, a movie with uh, Bane versus Captain Kirk fighting <laughs> over the girl from Legally Blonde would be kind of cool, but... Yeah, I mean, the, the stuff on it looked cool, but it turned out to be not all that great. They've both been in Star Trek films. It's true. Tom Hardy was in the last uh, of the original series, yeah. He was, he was the Picard clone. Yeah, he was Picard's clone, yep. Which means that Bane is Professor X's clone. Whoa. <laughs> Like that, wow. Mine, blown. Yep. <laughs> Alrighty, Adam, you're up, dude. Okay, well, best movie I saw this summer. Um, first off, I mean, I liked Avengers like everybody else. I thought it was a great movie. It was one of those movies where I knew it was going to be awesome, but it went so far beyond what I thought it was going to be that it was just that much more awesome. But my favorite movie of the summer was Safety Not Guaranteed. Um, it's a little sort of art house uh, time travel comedy. It has Aubrey Plaza in it from, what is she on, Parks and Rec? And Parks Scott and Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim and Mark Duplass, who um, him and his brother directed Jeff Who Lives at Home with Jason Siegel in it. That was a good flick. It was just, it was so well written and the characters were so, like, I just loved the people in the movie. I wanted to hang out with them the whole time. It made me feel something, and if you can get me to feel something, then you've got me, you know? I mean, there are a lot of movies that I really like because they're, like, cool and stuff, but this movie is kind of about sort of the oddball who hasn't ever really found his niche in this little small town, and I kind of feel like that a lot of times, so I related, and I really loved it. Plus, it was hilarious as hell. Michigan, not the not the pit. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like, there's no action really. It's mostly dialogue. But if you like well written dialogue and stuff like that, I I would say check it out. Yeah, I want to watch that one too. Most surprising, I put two. The first one on my list was Ted. I don't really like Seth MacFarlane very much. I don't like Family Guy very much. I hate American Dad. I didn't have a lot of hope for this one because you know he wrote it, he directed it, his voice is in it. I was really impressed because it was really funny, but it actually had some heart in it. Wow. And I, I heard it makes you look at uh, Pepper Farm cookies. You'll never look at them the same way again. That's true, but um, that's not why I loved it. I know. That's just what I heard about that movie. I would prefer to say it'll make you look at that old cheesy Flash Gordon movie in a different way. But um, it had a lot of heart. You know, the relationship between Ted and Marky Mark was really well done. The thing I think that surprised me the most was the female character, the one that Mila Kunis plays, was really well written. And a lot of these type of movies, like the girl that the guy's hooked up with is kind of a harpy, and she's trying to make him grow up. And in this movie, she kind of wasn't. She was just kind of like a really cool girl. She liked him for who he is. She just wanted to move on in the relationship. And having Ted around wasn't helping. And then um, in a lot of these movies, like, the dude kind of has the epiphany, and then he changes. And in this movie, she kind of had the epiphany. So that's, that surprised me. Hmm. But I really enjoyed it. It was not what I thought it was going to be. But, well, it was to a point. But yeah, the other movie that really surprised me was The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I'm not a big fan of The Dark Knight. 
I like it. I don't think it's the second coming of um, anything, really, I guess. I just I think it's kind of overrated. So I was expecting The Dark Knight Rises to be a good movie, but I wasn't expecting to like it very much. And, you know, kind of like Ryan, I kind of had more fun with it than I thought I would. I thought Michael Caine was fabulous in it. Even though it was a longer movie than The Dark Knight, it didn't feel as long. I don't think it has much people sitting around trying to tell you what the movie's supposed to be about. And that's one of my biggest problems with The Dark Knight. And they didn't really have that in this one. There was more ass-kicking. You know, they, they kind of won me over. And my biggest disappointment of the summer was The Amazing Spider-Man. And it's weird because I liked that movie. I thought it was a good movie. I thought there were some parts in that movie that were just completely, like, totally out of Spider-Man comics. You know, like the fight between the lizard and Spidey in the library. That's just like that issue of Ultimate Spider-Man where they're fighting in the school. A lot of the the shots, which I'm sure were intentional, where it would, like, slow motion in front of, like, the helicopter, you know, were, like, straight shots of Spider-Man out of the comics. But Yeah, yeah. Which I thought kind of was a little bit overdone, but... Yeah, I thought Emma Stone was great. You know, there was just, there was a lot of good stuff in that movie, but I really didn't like Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. Mm. For me, he worked as Spider-Man. As Peter Parker, for one thing, he's just way too good looking to believe that he doesn't have girls hanging off him all over everywhere. (laughs) I mean, I remember back to high school and the dudes that had girls hanging off him were like way uglier than this guy. And, you know, Peter, to me, is supposed to be like the everyman guy. He's supposed to be kind of quiet, you know, he's smart, but he doesn't really, I don't know, it's not, he's like you don't really notice that he's there, and that's kind of one of his problems. And this guy just seemed like he was angry and kind of cocky and overconfident, and that didn't feel like Peter Parker to me. Yeah, Peter Parker's supposed to be quiet and smart, not brooding and smart. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad performance if he would have been playing somebody other than Peter Parker, but it was just wrong for Peter Parker. Yeah. That was disappointing to me. I would say it's worth watching, and I think the action scenes were a lot better than the ones that Raimi was able to pull off, I think partially because the technology is better now, but it's worth seeing. I just was kind of let down. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I really want to. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. But I have a lot of trepidation because I am such a big fan of the Raimi films, especially of the way they handle the characterization of Peter the way he's written and the way McGuire plays him. Yes, made Spider-Man. Spider-Man is great. You know, he makes a whole lot of jokes and, and stuff like that. Peter Parker is where it fails. I do like, however, how they added the actual web shooters. Yeah. That's a yeah. big thing they didn't have in Sam Raimi's movies. Except for he didn't come up with the formula for the webbing. Oh, that's dumb. Uh, stump me order from Osborne. One more thing I have to bring up, and I know it's nitpicky, but it's because I love the comic so much. Nobody in that movie said, with great power comes great responsibility. That's not nitpicky. That is definitely a big deal. And since that is, like, the basis of why the dude becomes Spider-Man... Yeah, that's not nitpicky. That's like if they remade Star Wars and forgot to mention the Force. It's like Haunt shooting last. To be an advocate, he says it in a different way. He doesn't say the exact line. He says... Yeah, he doesn't, but I think... believe that if you had something that you could do better than everyone else, it's your responsibility to do that to help people. Yeah, and I understand that, but um, it doesn't work the same that's way. That's something you could do so much, so much more elegantly. No, I, I know. I'm just saying to advocate the fact that it was impressed upon the the basis for you know the the idea of it. It just wasn't said straight out. Yeah, but you know, I think that's an important enough thing that they needed to come right out and say it. Agreed. Agreed. It's worth seeing, if only to see Emma Stone be Gwen Stacy, because she was awesome. I don't watch Emma Stone be anybody. Even Abe Lincoln? Sure. Sweet. Well, I don't know. Does she have the beard? Of course. Oh, maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs>
Chris. My turn. Um, well, I'm going to be kind of like everybody else. Avengers was pretty dang cool. I haven't seen a lot of movies this summer, but the ones I did see, that one was really, really good. Just for the same reasons Ryan is can say, just because it was the Avengers. Mm. Um, I also like Brave a lot too. That was pretty. Oh good yeah, that's movie. a good. That was a really, really good movie. I, yeah. I guess that would I would almost kind of be in my most surprising because I kind of went in just thinking it was going to be another typical Disney princess movie, but it was it was really, really good. I thought they did that movie really well. Plus, it's about time they they get some Scottish folklore because there's some good stories to be told in that. Dang right. So it was cool that that finally got... It's not Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a dang good movie. I like that movie a lot. Uh, most surprising, I would say Pirates Band of Misfits. <laughs> the reason I say it is because I already expected that movie to be really, really good, but it was much better than I even thought it was already going to be. I was going to say it's most surprising that it wouldn't make it on Chris's list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ardman. Those guys do good work. Yeah. I've been a fan of them since the wrong trousers. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say Wallace and Gromit, and then they've done a few other uh, kid show offshoots that haven't been too terrible. My daughter actually is a big fan of one called Timmy Time hmm. um, that actually is a spinoff of one they did called Shaun the Sheep. Mm. Which, in turn, is a spinoff of Wallace and Gromit. Yes, because Shaun the Sheep has a little baby cousin named Timmy. You would know which one is his baby cousin because if you ever watch Shaun the Sheep, it's the sheep that always has the pacifier in its mail. The show Timmy Time is about that sheep who's grown up a little bit and now is going to school with all his friends. Hmm. All he can say is Timmy. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. And like I've said before, there's lots of kids shows out there that are crap, but there's a few gems there, and that's a good one. Yeah, Pirates by the Misfits was really, really good. The other one, the one I just saw, me, Ryan, and Adam, and my dad just saw, Expendables 2. That was fun. That movie was awesome times 100. I thought it was going to be pretty good. Expected a lot of the first movie, and the first movie was good. The action was good. The story wasn't really that good, but it definitely upped everything in the second movie. You know what I really like about those movies? Is they don't pretend to be anything other than what they are. Yeah, they don't pretend to be good. They're just movies. They're unapologetic from the get go of yes. basically saying we know it's 2012 but what you're watching is a cheesy 80s action flick it's an 80s throwback tribute movie yeah yeah exactly it's just like a glorification of all the excess of 80s action films yes yeah i mean there's the scene where arnold and bruce willis are in that little tiny car my favorite scene awesome <laughs> You've got the exchanging of catchphrases from Arnold and Bruce Willis, which was <laughs> awesome. All the little tiny one-liners, like they go to Russia, and Dolph Lundgren says, I feel like I'm back at home. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and, of course, you've got Chuck Norris telling Chuck Norris jokes. Yeah. So that, <laughs> yeah. like Adam is already covered in his blog, at Stranded and Hickville at blogspot.com. Shameless plug. But that's some good reading over there by our own Adam. But, uh, yeah, Expendables 2 was much better than I thought it was going to be. One thing that I've been thinking about ever since we saw it was there was a rumor going around that um, they had to tone down the violence so that Chuck Norris would do it. And I watch it, and I'm thinking, if this is what they toned it down to, what was it before? Yeah. Because, I mean, the first five minutes, there's like 45 dead people. Yeah. It's not even like corpses. It's just like spray. Yeah, that's almost as much as like Hit Girl kills in like two minutes. It's true. It's very true. But yeah, I was pretty surprised. I thought it was way better than the first one because I think that, at least to me, the first one tried to have more of a political theme to it, you know, with like the scummy politician and stuff like that. And this one, it was just like, let's go kick some ass and let's not do too much thinking. How many people want to kick some ass? I do. I do. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Good choice. Biggest disappointment, I would probably say the Lorax. 
I don't know if anyone else has seen it. Yeah, I saw it. I wasn't expecting to go in and watch 88 minutes of a commercial to save the environment. I don't know. I guess I'm not really familiar with the book, but that's kind of what the whole thing was. was like, save the environment. Don't kill trees. Yeah, I haven't read that book before. I know that that is the topic that the book is discussing. Yeah. And I haven't read the book, and I haven't seen the movie, but my guess, because I know Dr. Seuss pretty well, um, and I've heard... You guys used to go to lunch together, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but judging from what you and my chiropractor both said about the movie, is it seems like the movie <laughs> was just... It sounds like it was heavy-handed in its delivery yeah. of the uh, environmental issue. Yeah. It didn't really seem like a kid's movie. It was more like a, hey, this is a commercial to tell, this is our way to tell kids, hey, save the environment. You you expected Woodsy the Owl to come in at the end because it was an actual, like, Forest Service video or something? And also uh, Smokey the Bear. I was hoping he'd come in, too. The only time I laughed or anything in that movie were Danny DeVito. (laughs) And he wasn't even in it that much, which kind of... It wasn't uh, that much. He was really good, but they only had him in there. I'm going to eat this, but I'm highly offended by it. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're going to roll into the most anticipated upcoming movies for between now and the rest of the year, since the summer season is pretty much over. Kids are back to school. So... Ken, what are you looking forward to see? The first one I got, which I know every, a lot of you guys have as well, is Wreck-It Ralph. Ever since I saw the preview of that, I'm like, that looks so awesome. That movie's going to be awesome. How can you go wrong with old school video game references, you know, characters and stuff? Um, the other one I saw that was coming out, and I guess I didn't know, was Taken 2. I really enjoyed the first one. I don't have as high of hopes for the second one, but I'm still kind of excited to see it, just because Liam Neeson was a B.A. in that movie. Yeah, seeing him beating up European people is pretty cool. After the first one, you can't be not excited for the second one. Um, and then the last one, just because I really did like the other movies better than the books, but The Hobbit looks pretty cool. Um, if they do it, if Peter Jackson doing it just like he did the old ones, I'll enjoy it. Oh, and the one that I didn't put on, you know, and I probably won't see it just because it's R, um, Red looks awesome. Um, you know, it's got to be better than the Stallone one. And, you know, I've heard that comic is uber cool. I'd like to see it, you know, done on film. I'm pulling for it just because I'd like to see Carl Urban get some better movies besides Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. That guy should be a bigger star than he is. Uh, you know, all the previews look pretty awesome for it. It looks straight out of the comic. They got the armor right in the Stallone one, but he only wore it for like the first ten minutes, and then it was just Stallone through the rest of the movie. Oh, that's lame. And I don't think I've ever seen any comic images of Dread without his helmet or armor and stuff. It just it looks cool. Like I said, I probably won't be able to see it, but I have high hopes for it. I hope it does well. And that's my list. Sweet. Sweet. I'll go into mine. Like Ken, Wreck-It Ralph I'm pretty excited for. I think it's going to be a super awesome movie. The throwback to old school video games is awesome, plus the whole gathering of Villains Anonymous or whatever, Bad Guys Anonymous. That's going to be funny as heck. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, even in the trailer, that made me laugh a lot. Yeah, especially when he says he doesn't want to be a bad guy anymore and all the other bad guys start freaking out and the Pac-Man ghosts start turning colors. and. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is the zombie trying to explain, <laughs> what Zangief say, true. <laughs> <laughs> and also, coming up, Finding Nemo is going to be released at theaters in Disney 3D, and I think that's going to be kind of cool. 
just because Finding Nemo has always been kind of a really fun movie, and so I think seeing it in 3D would be really cool. I have a thing against 3D movies. I think 3D should be held just strictly for animated or CGI movies. I think live-action movies should stick to not 3D because you really can't tell that much of a difference. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing uh, Despicable Me in 3D, and that was awesome. Uh, but yeah, Finding Nemo in 3D will be cool, and also I saw that Monsters, Inc. is coming up around November-ish. It's coming back out in theaters in 3D, and who doesn't like Monsters, Inc.? That movie's awesome. That movie's pretty cool. Yeah. Plus, the sequel comes out pretty soon. I can't remember when, but I think it's next year, maybe sometime, but yeah. The only thing better about Monsters, Inc. is Monsters, Inc. in 3D. That's what I think, so... (laughs) I gotta tell you, I don't like 3D for the most part, but the times I have liked it is with uh, CGI or yeah. or, or mocap films. That's, saw, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, when they re-released the Toy Stories, I saw them in 3D and they were gorgeous. Uh, I saw Despicable Me in 3D and I saw Tintin in 3D, which was the best 3D I ever saw. Yeah, nice. yeah animated type style movies like that, I think that those should stick with 3D. That's what works really well for those. But like, like when we went to see Captain America 3D. The 3D effects didn't even become obvious until the ending credits. Yeah. Or like, I saw Green Lantern in 3D and that I thought that would be really cool in 3D because you think all the Green Lantern constructs, hell, they're going to come at you in 3D, but they really, you can really tell. For my first 3D movie, that was kind of a letdown. Yeah. I mean, I love Green Lantern, but the 3D in it was like, yeah. am I even watching a 3D movie? Uh, agreed. That made me sad. Agreed. I w- it was a huge letdown. So yeah, so the, those are the movies I'm anticipating for the fall. What about you, Ryan? The first, uh, I put Wreck-It Ralph, which you guys talked about. It looks hilarious, and I'm actually kind of surprised because I haven't liked the uh, Disney CG films that weren't Pixar, but this looks like it's going to be really good. The second I put is Seven Psychopaths. I'm going to actually yield to Adam on that because he put that on his list too and I'll let him talk more about that because I think he knows more about it um, because I only heard about it because he mentioned it and I watched the trailer and it looks really good. Then I put Dread, which you guys talked a little bit about. I've never read a Judge Dread comic and I actually never saw the Stallone film, but I saw the trailer the other day when we saw Expendables 2 and it looks really fantastic. Um, the next movie I put is The Sapphires, which uh, is a little bit different thing. I just cut the trailer the other day on IMDb it's a little like independent I think it's an Australian film it's about like a group of girls that are aborigines um, who form a singing group in the 60s and end up going to Nam to entertain troops and their manager is played by Mr. Chris O'Dowd from the IT crowd nice and it, it looks like it's pretty good and it looks like it's kind of a more dramatic turn for him than he's gotten to do and it looks like it might be kind of an interesting film speaking of Chris O'Dowd his new show starts uh, pretty soon looks pretty awesome he's got a new show yeah it's called Moon Boy he plays the imaginary friend of some little Irish boy that's like the whole show is like loosely based on his life I read a little bit about it it looks kind of funny kind of more of a family show or kind of sort of it's still going to be pretty funny but yeah it's kind of based solely off of Chris O'Dowd's life but he he plays the imaginary friend to I guess himself I guess is it a British show oh yeah it'll be on some channel on the BBC yeah okay cool I'll have to give that a watch yeah I'm excited anyway um Adam what are you looking forward to seeing Okay, well, I got a couple on here. Uh, the first one on my list is Killing Them Softly. That's a Brad Pitt movie. 
and it looks like he plays some sort of mob enforcer or something, and he's hired to go take out some dudes that knock over a card game and steal all the money. And I'm not usually into this sort of crime stuff, but from the trailer, the tone looks a lot like stuff like Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and I love those movies. And, you know, it's got a pretty good cast. It's got, you know, like I said, Brad Pitt. It's got James Gandolfini, Ray Liotta, Richard Jenkins, and Max Casella, who I believe was um, Doogie Howser's best friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's it. still around? Apparently. Maybe not after this movie. Maybe, maybe Brad Pitt really killed him. Mm. Or Ray Liotta. I'm scared of Ray Liotta. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah. You know, that guy that looks like a non-threatening Ray Liotta? Oh, him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the next one on my list is, like Ryan was saying, Seven Psychopaths. Um, it's directed by the guy that directed In Bruges, and it's got a great cast, Colin Farrell's in it, Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell, Abby Cornish, who is really, really hot, Olga Karolinko, who is also really, really hot, and um, it looks like it's a, another sort of crime comedy movie, kind of in the vein of Snatch, and uh, it kind of revolves around a heist to steal somebody's shit zoo. <laughs> I, I laughed my ass off watching the trailer, so I'm pretty excited for that one. What's your language? What, shit, zoo, or ass? <laughs> oh, ass, you can say it's in the title of the show. <laughs> the third one on my list is um, Django Unchained. That's the new Quentin Tarantino movie. I'm hoping that I'll like it better than Inglorious Bastards, because Inglorious Bastards had cool parts in it, but it was so slow, and I got so bored watching it. Uh, this one's like a, um, looks more like a Western. It's got... Again, it's got a great cast in it, except for Jonah Hill's in it, and I didn't know that. Maybe I won't go see it now. And it's about my favorite guitarist. <laughs> yeah, it's Django with a D. Yeah. I watched the trailer for it today. It's the first time I watched it, and it looked pretty good. I usually like Tarantino's movies. I'm just hoping that he'll redeem himself a little bit for the last one. And then the last movie on my list was another... It was a trailer that we saw at the Expendables 2, but it's Man with the Iron Fists. Yeah, that one. And it's got the Urza in it. That one looks cool. Yeah, it's got Russell Crowe. I kind of like cheesy, crappy kung fu action movies, and so that one looks looks awesome. And Ken Batista's in it, too. Nice. Yeah, I saw that, I think. He's the guy... Doesn't he turn, like, gold or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's like it's like a gold version of uh, Colossus, almost. I mean, there's a couple others that I'll go see. Looper looks pretty good. Um, Pitch Perfect, just because I love Anna Kendrick. Yeah, she's great. Uh, Cloud Atlas, I don't know what the hell that movie's about, but looks pretty awesome. But those are the ones that I'm really looking forward to. Those cool. first four. Cool. Well... Usually this is the time for the nerd quiz. Nerd but news! Oh, since, not so much. Since Pete's not here... Boo! It's that time again for America's fastest, newest growing game show, Google It Ryan! Yay! <laughs> so, for those of us who don't remember anything at all about Google It Ryan... <laughs> Which includes Ryan. So all of us get to pick a word, random word, any word that just comes off the top of your head. Ryan puts all of them into Google, and he Googles the three random words or tries to put them together in some kind of a phrase that will pick something up. And then the most interesting Google image he gets is the winner. Which means I need to bring up Google. Yeah, you can't play Google at Ryan without Google. Yeah. You know what? Google should sponsor us for this. Because Google does put the Google in Google at Ryan. That's right. It's true. Without Google, this would have to be called Bing at Ryan, and that just sounds horrible. That does sound bad. Yeah. Ugh. 
Okay, so I need you each to come up with a word independently without telling each other. We're putting the Ryan back in Google, Ryan. That's right. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Adam, let's start with you. Yeah. Liquid. Okay. Adam's word is liquid. Ken. Fish. Ken's word is fish. <laughs> Just because I can't get the phrase, you slapped a fish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my word is dingo. As we've been, me and my like wife, dingo. me, my wife, and my daughter have been rewatching The Office, and there's one part where Kevin comes like, dingo babies. <laughs> dingo eat your baby. Okay, so we have liquid fish and dingo. Google it, Ryan. <laughs> so you guys see that new BG-16? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the other guys were telling me about it. Say it's quite a thing to see. Okay, so I found. Look at Fish Dingo. Just sounds like a Primus song. Wait, I found a video of Dingo fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it's a Dingo fishing. You know, this Dingo does not look anywhere near as frightening as they make him out to be in all those movies. It just looks like a dog. That's what Dingoes are, wild dogs. Yeah, but he doesn't look that, that wild. So if a Dingo is just a wild dog, then if you domesticate a Dingo, is it no longer a Dingo? Mm-hmm. It's a domesticated Dingo. It's a Dongo. <laughs> as in Dongo nowhere. <laughs> oh, that was a Ryan-worthy joke. So what I found... The dingo finds a dead fish. Dingo with a fish. I think that dingo's kind of cute. Oh, that's the same one that I just found. Yeah. That works. So the dingo is the winner. And it's in water, so that's liquid. Yeah. It looks like the fish is not the winner today. Yes, the fish definitely did not win. No. That is dingo unchained. Adam, tell us what he won. <laughs> the dingo wins a bath, a flea dip, and a year's supply of turtle wax. <laughs> All right, we'll get that sent straight over to Australia for the dingo. Oh, shipping's going to be a bitch. It's okay. We'll order it on Amazon. I have free shipping on there. Woo! All right, so I guess it's close time. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the season premiere of the Super Uber Kick-Ass Nerdcast Season 2. Uh, if you want to let us know what you did on your summer vacation, let us know your movie opinions for best movies, most surprising movies, and biggest disappointments. Or if you want to tell us what you're anticipating coming this fall, go ahead and email us at podcast at kickassnerdcast.com. And as always, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, add us to your circles on Google+. And remember, I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do is chicken fried scroll fat. Leakages of awesome. <laughs>